0: Experience the presence of God, the outpouring of His splendor, spirit, and supernatural glory. God is about to do a new thing in this season of open heavens. Seventy days dedicated to fasting and prayer. Host: God Seven. Nana Sayo Poku Theme: I am about to do a new thing. Venue: Plot 16, potter City, New York. I want to show you something very quickly. One of the questions I keep getting is that. Yesterday, said I have to be on the phone with somebody I knew the person from outside after the preaching one of the questions that I keep getting is that Okay, what about those of us who has already married and we find out that we have made a mistake what do we do or we know somebody who has made a mistake what do we do that means that as you are preaching if somebody is a single person um it becomes a blessing i mean when i get there i know how to handle it what about those who have already married and who anticipate that you have made a mistake what happens or you can even still be a single person and it's like you realize that you have made some mistake so it is possible to be the first thing is that it's possible to be restored after you have made a mistake are you alive huh? If I let me put it this way, it is possible to be restored after you have made a major mistake. It's possible to be restored. I want to give you, so I want to run that with you very quickly. Uh, number one, the first thing you have to understand is that mistakes are gate. <laughs> Hallelujah. What did I say? Mistakes are what? They are gate. They are opportunities. There cannot be any success story without an equation of mistakes. Amen. Mistakes are gate. <laughs> Number two, mistake is not conclusion. So you cannot make a mistake and conclude that your life has ended. Mistakes are gate. And mistakes are not conclusions. Number three, a mistake is an entry to another season. Before I continue, let me ask a question. Has anybody ever made a mistake in your life before? Sincerely. How many mistakes? So many of them. Yeah very very serious ones hallelujah you remember that guy's Oh, we'll talk about that later uh, let's, uh, let's 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 we we'll hide it for now amen uh, hallelujah there are some names you don't want to hear in your life because it reminds you of some things one of the names is Nana say. you don't want to hear because it reminds you of a guy hallelujah please uh, don't add me to the problem i am not part It just is a coincidence hallelujah so tell somebody mistakes are not the end of your life when you make a mistake it's not the end of your life hallelujah Uh, a mistake is an entry to another season so the moment you make a mistake it's an entry to another season hallelujah are you alive so I have here I want to give you about 12 facts you should know about mistakes before we go there anytime you make a mistake you must know these facts it's very very important because as people keep asking me that you see, when I preach like that, I open the thing up. Because that is why sometimes, it could have been good. When we are doing singles, as singles. When we are doing couples, as couples. But this one, is like I'm mixing it. There are things you say, it will bless a single person, but it will step into the toes of somebody who is married. Hallelujah. But sometimes, that is the way the word of God goes. Amen. Nobody can let you feel bad like God. I mean, when God begins to deal with you, she can really let you feel bad. One of the reasons he does that is that he doesn't really want. If I let me put it this way it's not actually the mistake you made that really mean anything to God. God deals with you on your mistakes so that you will not repeat it. The problem with God is that you must not repeat certain mistakes. Hallelujah. So these are the facts you should know about mistakes. Tell somebody get ready. Amen. Number one, recognize that God Anticipates your mistake The first thing is that God anticipates that You might make a mistake Hallelujah It shows right from the garden of Eden God anticipates That you might make a mistake The first reason I'm saying this is because Even Jesus According to the Bible He was crucified before the foundation of the earth Are you with me? Amen so God anticipates that you make a mistake. Psalm 103 and verse number 14. The first thing is that God knows that we have clay. He knows that we are human beings. The Bible says, For He knows, He knoweth our flame. He remember that we are dust. He knoweth our flame. He remembered that you are dust. That is what the Bible is saying about God. God, remember that you are what? You are dust. If you jump to verse number 17, jump to verse 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto, unto what? Children's children. But the first reason why God anticipates you make a mistake is that he knows that you are dust. Huh? That is verse 14. Tell your neighbor, God knows you are dust. And God knows also that, uh, instead of a wine, he knoweth our flame, the way we were formed. Go to the New Living Translation and check something there. Amen. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. So he anticipates. These are all the scriptures I'm giving to you god knows that we are dust the bible says he knows how weak we are so you were pretending you were strong until the boy entered your bedroom honor, then sister Oja, your, o joshua's matter all went around then god say, the god knows that are there opportunity now <laughs> don't pretend you don't know what i'm talking about it has happened to you before and it's trying to even happen again I didn't say that. I say it's trying. This is English way. Hallelujah. I didn't say that. I say it's trying to happen, but because of the whole night, it was tough temporarily to start again. Hallelujah. So the Bible says he knows that we are weak. You um, are talking about mistakes, too. huh? And he also know that he remembers that he remembers that we are what? We are dust. Now write this point down. When you make a mistake, have an immediate, immediate waiting or conference with God. The moment you make a mistake, don't run away from God. Normally, this is what we do. When we make a mistake, have you seen people come to church? Something happened, they stop coming to church. It, it, it happens. Hallelujah. You are in church, somebody impregnated you, then you stop going to church. The moment you realize you have made a mistake, have a conference with God. And that is what we call waiting. That is what they call the old people call retreat. Amen. What is the conference you are talking about? It's in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 80. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse number 80. Come now, let us reason together. Huh? Say as the Lord, though your sins be as what? Oh man. They shall be as what? White as what? Snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be what? As a womb. So the point we are trying to say is that the moment you sense you have made a mistake, never run away from God. When you run away from God, the enemy will destroy you. This is the key. Much as God punishes us for the mistake we made, or let me use a biblical way, or theological, chastise us. See, does not reject us. Because you already know you make a mistake. Now if you look at even the flame of Adam and Eve, the way he, the, 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 the mate of a woman, the way God formed, the Bible talks about Adam was formed and Eve was made. The whole thing about woman shows that God anticipated that we make a mistake. If I want to go to it scientifically, you see all those things there, the womb, the placenta, the systems, the way he program a woman, you could see that he anticipated that they will make a mistake and one day he has to bring Christ. Because then, scientifically, if anybody's blood mixed with Jesus' blood, Jesus will not be qualified to save us. Because the blood, the life of the flesh is in the blood. So Mary's sinful blood must not mix with Jesus' blood. So how does Mary carry Jesus without his blood missing? It is possible for a mother to have a sacribe to not enter the child. Because the placenta separate the mother's blood from the child's blood. So God did all this system so that if Mary carried Jesus, Mary's blood will not enter into Jesus' blood. So when you look at the whole, this is scientifically, I'm talking purely science. So the whole system about the flame, the way you flame the woman, with all kinds of things and the, the, the bed and everything shows that, wow, God knows that we might make a mistake. How many of you have made a mistake before? So come and let us reason together. Look at the New Living Translation. Amen. What did I say? A moment time you make a mistake, do not run away from God. Come and have a conference with God. Come now, let us settle this. Let us what? Oh, don't stop me. The way you try to stop me, that is why I don't like. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Look at the neighbor and say, you know what that is talking about. You know. Uh-huh. Yes, let's stop it. I mean, that adult. we must start settling. I was say come God said that, come now. When are you supposed to come? Right now. So after church, we must sit down and talk about it. Come now, let us settle this. The word this means everybody has a this. Look at your neighbor and say, because you have not tell me your this, I won't tell you my this, but I have a this. Tell them. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor I have a this, but I won't tell you. Everybody has a this. Some of the this happens, there are some that are more serious than some. Some happy regular, you will insult and touch it a flesh man. Immediately the Holy Ghost came. Why did you do this? You don't behave like my child. That, that, immediately we have to settle. Mm-hmm. There's another one. You were caught with a guy. You, you visited him when it started raining. Oh, I, I'm not trying to remind you. I'm just preaching the word. Let's settle this thing at right now. It's not your fault. It's rain. It's not your fault. You wish it didn't rain. And it started raining. Wow! You were sitting on the veranda, but the wind was bringing the rain to the veranda. Oh, some satir, was and then was Then you have to go inside. Once we you were there, there was light off. Yeah. Look at your neighbour and say, "It's reminding me of things." Yeah. Oh, Daddy, please stop, stop what you are saying. There was light off and during the light of your fiancee was trying to stand up any further. what is up and you can't see so you are helping her to the rest is history the rest is what history we won't talk about it and then a couple said come now huh it's not your fault the light of the rain the rain and the falling it's lead to some things that we are investigating we have not finished so God said, Come and let us settle this. The problem is that many run away. That is the danger. Never. You see, there is no sin you confess, you commit that God doesn't you know. But he still say, confess it. Because the confession process is your faith. To believe that there's somebody, if you are not sick, what are you doing in the doctor's consulting room? That's what it is. Doctors don't work with word of night. When you go there, ask what is wrong with you? You say, My waste. Then they say, go and do CTC scan or something. It is what you tell them that they start begin a process of diagnosis. God say, when you make him, He say, now come, let us settle this, says the Lord. Though your sin are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. So when you come and we settle it, I can change it. If I can let it, I'll bring it to the place to make it look like you have never done it. That is why he's using the word, though the sin is like scarlet. It's like in tomato. What you did was dirty. But I can take you to a process of washing. You'll be like snow. Amen. Wow. Amen. I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson. I will make them as white as what? Woo. So you see, no matter how ragged and no matter how dirty you look, like God say, I can make you like woo. Amen. Now no matter, remember, no mistake is too big to be forgiven. No mistake is too big to be forgiven. No mistake on earth is too big to be forgiven. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. No mistake is too big to be forgiven. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 15, and I'll read up to 16. No mistake is too big to be forgiven. Um, This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save what? Sinners of whom I am what? So the man that is writing the Bible says he is a chief sinner. That means that he has been forgiven to continue his ministry. It is Paul said that I am not free from mistakes. I have also made some mistakes in life. But let's leave a system. He said, how for this cause I obtain mercy. This is one thing you cannot forget. The reason why, when you make a mistake, you must come back is that you can obtain mercy. Amen. Oh, you are not listening to what I'm saying. Um, you can obtain what? Mercy. Uh, how bit for this course I obtain what? Mercy. What am I talking about? I'm trying to let you understand that it is possible to be restored after you have made a major mistake. Somebody say major. And I'm reading here the how for this cause. I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ my show of all long suffering. For a parting to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. This is very powerful. This is, look at it from the New Living Translation. You understand it better. You understand it. Look at it. Listen to it very carefully. Let's read from verse number 15 in the New Living Translation. And you understand it. This is a trustworthy saying. Trustworthy saying. And everyone should accept it. No matter what you have done. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I am the worst of them all. It means that there is nothing you have done that God has not seen the worst before. Paul said, me that is writing the Bible myself. I have made some terrible things in life. Amen. Now, look at the next verse. I am worse of all. He said that, but God has mercy on me. So that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example. Yeah. I think this is good stuff. Eh? Uh-huh. Christ Jesus may use me as what? Prime what? Example of this great of his of of his great patient with even the worst sinner the worst person then others will realize that they too can believe him and receive eternal life this is a good one hallelujah so I, i i i pray that this is online people are listening some of you are call me anywhere. send me a message about what you have done. I don't care what is happening. Divorce, separation, abortion, whatever. You cannot condemn yourself. Paul was not an abortionist. He was a murderer. Don't forget this statement for the rest of your life. Don't forget it. God will never consult your past to determine your future. Like nobody will be qualified to preach god will never go back and look at what you have done in the past if you read the bible from genesis to revelation you can notice one common denominator god never used perfect people everybody god uses a question mark he still uses them and it's not different from you amen Amen. all this about you are falling you can't rise again it's the voice of the devil and it's also connected to your ignorance. Amen. Amen. We are dust. We are flee. We can make mistakes. This is a very powerful scripture. Amen. So don't condemn yourself. Tell your neighbor, don't condemn yourself. Hallelujah. Don't condemn yourself at all. Amen. Amen. How many points do you have now? Are we number four or five? Four? We are going to four. Write it down. Number four. Believe that mistake will never erase the love of Christ towards you. Your mistake will never erase the love of Christ towards you. There is no mistake you make that can exhaust God's mercy. Amen. Amen. Your mistake cannot erase. Am I moving too fast or you are still there? Your mistake, believe that mistakes Believe that mistakes will never erase the love of Christ towards you. Believe it. Mistakes in general will never erase. Romans chapter 8. I'm reading verse 35. Believe. What did I say you should do? Believe that what? Mistakes will never what, erase the love of Christ towards you. So whatever mistake you make, it will never erase the love of Christ towards you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Hallelujah. Let's read to 39. Let's read all the way to 39. As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Mm-hmm. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. In all this, thing, we are more than conquerors to him that loves. us. Ooh. For I am persuaded that neither, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death nor other creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Oh, Oh, I thought you were clapping for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Believe that mistakes will never erase the love of Christ towards you. Amen. Neither height nor depth no fornication, no adultery, no stealing, no uh, disco can separate us from the Lord. There is a realm you come to nothing to disconnect you from Christ. You make a mistake, you come back. Amen. In fact, you, 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 the day you go to a hotel, you finish it. Congratulate yourself. And then praise the Lord, I mix it and come back. It is dangerous to put yourself in condemnation. I am not saying try it. The reason God said we shouldn't do is that the consequence sometimes can be too... I don't know. Have you ever done something and regretted? Yes. Have you ever... It has ever happened to you? Yes. And you feel like, why did I even do this? What did I even get from it? I mean, and that feeling, that feeling of regret, I mean, why did I do this? God put it there to make sure you don't repeat it. It's very important. If you keep repeating a mistake and you keep coming to God and asking for forgiveness, you have entered the realm of foolishness. You are frustrating the grace of God. That is why Paul said, can we continue in sin that grace will banned? And he said, what? Well, God forbid that we do that. Okay, number five. The moment you rise up have make a mistake, look for the plans of God. Look for the plans of God on the other side of your mistake. Look for the plans of God. So the mistake is in this side. Huh? You have to find a plan of God of the other side of repentance, restitution and reconciliation. That means that if I made a mistake, eh, the mistake does not end my destiny. I must find God's plan for the other side. That is after repentance. Hello? What I'm trying to say is that the fact that you make a mistake, that's wrong, God doesn't have a plan for you. Let me tell you something. There is a scripture in the book of Proverbs that says, that Many are the plans in a man's heart. It is the purpose of God that prevails. Can I say that again? Many are the plans in a man's heart. But it is the purpose of God that will prevail. Cancel, one can Cancel in the heart of a man. Huh? Now, what it is? Many are the plans in a man's heart. That means that God's purpose is more powerful than your plans. It means that your mistake cannot cancel God's purpose. Samson made a mistake. She went to sleep with Delilah. His eyes were plucked. She prayed for God to forgive him. The Bible said at the time of his death, he fulfilled his ministry. Samson killed more people when he was dying than when he was alive. She only prayed a wrong prayer. And God answered that prayer. Let me die with them. He shouldn't have said that. He should have let his enemy die while he lived. Samson say, avenge me once with these Philistines. Because his hair begin to grow. The growing of the hair means that everybody's mistake can be restored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Bible say, and Samson's hair begin to grow. This is where the enemy make a mistake. The enemies, did don't know the hair was growing. So once the hair begin to grow, the strength is coming back. Because the covenant is in the hair. Don't shave it. Once they shave the hair, the hair begin to grow. It, it didn't grow fully like the way it was when they saved it. But as long as the hair begin to grow, the restraint came back. He, he, could, he could even sense that the strength has come back. So he sent them to the place and told a little boy, take me to the pillar. The whole, the place, the theater where they gather with their president. And he shook it and the whole building collapsed. But the prayer says, Lord, avenge me once and let me die with them. It's a wrong player. Lord, avenge me once. Let them die and I will live to see your glory. God could have answered. <laughs> so no matter what you go through, your head can grow again. Amen. The growing of the head is a process of restoration. Hallelujah. What did I just told you? Do you remember the point you wrote right now? Look for the plans of God. Romans chapter 9 verse 23. Look for the plans of God on the other side of your mistake. There is always an other side. And that he might make known the riches of his glory. On the vessels of mercy. Everybody say vessels of mercy. mercy. Huh? Everybody say very, say vessels of mercy. mercy. Which he had prepared unto what? Glory. This one is very powerful. Hmm. Expect your mistakes. And in replacement of it. So let me use the word tragedies. Expect your tragedies to become your trophies. Only one person here. So expect your mistakes. To become your miracles. Expect your tragedies to become your trophies. Hallelujah. It's an expectation. You know, do what? If you don't expect nothing will happen. So I made a mistake, alright. But I'm going to come out on the other side. And it, I, I, I will be so decorated that people will not even look at me and talk that I haven't made a mistake before. Yeah. Expect it. So I remember one day, one of my daughters many years ago, the husband divorced him. Uh, came here looking very hard very ugly. She's a beautiful lady, but she started looking ugly. Not dressing well. She was just going to. her uh, She never thought such a thing would happen. That was not her dream. She wanted to marry, have children, kiss, stay in a matrimonial home, be an example. It did not go the way you planned. So it has affected her. She came to me and I told her, I said, well, I have three things for number one. Looking at you and the way you are standing there, I can see your enemies are celebrating. That's one. Whether you accept it or not, they are looking at you from another eye, another window. They hide when you are passing. And they are celebrating the way you are looking. Number two. The enemies are achieving their purpose. And you are helping them to achieve it. And I say, you are not the only one who has gone through this. Some have gone through it and come out from the tragedy and receive a trophy. So why are you like this? And I say, listen. I'm giving you two years. If you meet your former husband and he's working with his wife by this time because you claim that he's already going after the girl and they are sitting in a car and they are nice and you are a mad woman because you have think and misbehave and lost your mind and have a nervous breakdown what a disgrace will it be I say you don't have any neutral ground or you can also give yourself a year and your former husband will see you and regret it that he left you choose one and I said, get away from here. I don't have time. I, I am too busy to waste time on women that look like this. So I there we tell he left. He came after one month. And I could see that she was really shiny. I said, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one is better. But even more room for improvement. Go to you know. I said and two three papa, go and find better ones. This one is a long one. Find a short one some he came back and it was very funny somebody he worked somewhere and some guys started they employed one guy started making advances towards him and so they started talking much as they were planning to do something because now the husband has filed a divorce process so they are waiting so that the moment the divorce goes through this guy takes over then the husband came and said, I want to cancel all the divorce. I think. Yeah. He comes and say, Daddy, you prophesy. I said, no yeah, prophecy. This is why I said, no, I, I was just telling you, you don't have a new track. It must have gone to one of them. You can take your tragedies to be a trophy. Or you can sit there and everybody will look at you and say, you have really gone through a terrible time. am i talking to somebody here today expect your tragedies to become what a trophy (laughs) nobody there are examples in the bible plenty that you can look at it plenty look at david there is no man that make mistakes like david Psalm 51. is a common psalm you read. When you read verse number two and three. Psalm 51, verse 2 and 3. Look at David. Huh? Psalm 51, verse number 2 and 3. Wash me thoroughly with your iniquity. This is when he slept with Bathsheba. Huh? He watched Bathsheba from the bathroom. And please, all the ladies here with bathroom without roof. When you go back after this can, please go and do roof. Amen. And all the men here never live in a house where the bathrooms are no roof. It can cost to your kingdom. I rest my case. Wash me thoroughly from my sin, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from what? My sin. Look at, ah, no. Okay, I acknowledge my transgression. My sins are ever before me. Jump to verse 7. Verse 7. Purge me with soul, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Wow. King David. King David. Uh, make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may, be, may rejoice. Yeah. <laughs> I love David for this thing. Hide thy face from my sins and brought out all what? Let's keep going. Hear yeah, David. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Oh, cast me not away from your presence. Take not thy spirit away from me. And if I've lost anything, restore the joy of my salvation. Yes. Uphold uh, me with thy free spirit. The Lord bless those who are troubled. Amen. What a powerful one. Hallelujah! Turn your tragedies and make them trophies. Hmm? Hallelujah! Tell your neighbor, and say, turn, it, turn, it, turn, it, turn, turn. It. Don't stay there. There is another thing I want you to understand. How many of you have made a mistake before? Put your hands down. How many of you have asked God to forgive you? How many of you have asked the forgiveness more than one time? Be sincere. Okay. I'm very glad this is the most sincere class I've ever preached in all my life do you know the reason why you've asked it twice I'll give you the same terms of heart you ask. asked the first one that you asked was God death let me show you the reason why you're asking twice anytime you made a mistake you ask your lord I've made a mistake I should have even gone to the hotel but I wait when I went there you told me to sit at the reception but I climbed the elevator to room 2 Lord please forgive me I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> forgive me I'm sorry to remind you but I'm, I'm preaching forgive me the moment you come back after 2 is 1 day and you ask again it means that you have not forgiven yourself so the second and the third and the fourth is a symptoms and a sign that God has forgiven you but you are not forgiving yourself. 1 John, John chapter 1 verse 8 and 9 is there, very clear. The Bible, that's why I'm telling you that God knows that we are going to sin. He expects that we can make a mistake. But when you read 1 John chapter 1 verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, we ourselves, we deceive ourselves. This is talking about duty. It doesn't mean why we are walking, because the sin, eh, the one that you committed, the hotel one is a different one. But there's a sin you commit that you don't know their sins. We call it sins of omission. And we have sins, for, sins of commission. So there are sins we committed. So it's important every time you are praying, you ask God to forgive you of sins you committed that you don't know. Most of them in your heart, you saw a lady walking, then you watch her. Then your mind goes, It's a sin. You see a nice guy, say Charlie, I wish this guy is my husband. Maybe somebody's husband. And you are (laughs) claiming. So there are sins we commit that we don't even know they are sin. You're supposed to go to evangelism, we didn't go. It's a sin. Because as a child of God, so constantly when you pray, you have to ask God for it. The Bible said that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But what do we do? Listen to this scripture very carefully, verse 9. If we confess our sins, the Bible says God is faithful, number one. He is justice or just to forgive us our sins immediately with us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We used to be righteous. The sin brought us to unrighteousness. The moment we confess, we are cleansed from the unrighteousness, we come back to righteousness. Watch this. If you come back, oh Lord, I've, I'm sorry what I did. The problem is that you are not forgiving yourself. And let me make this emphatic statement. It is difficult to forgive yourself than God forgiving you. Yeah. So most of the time, hmm, I wish I have not done this. I don't know what makes me do it. I've released really it. And you are crying. The problem is at you. And that one God is not in control. There is nothing heaven can do about anything who cannot forgive it. And let me show you. The difference between Judas Iscariot and Peter is that Peter forgave himself, Judas did not forgive himself Anytime you don't forgive yourself, you stand the chance of committing suicide So most people who have committed suicide There is something they didn't forgive themselves Wow, are you learning something here? So who is myself? Yourself, I'm glad you asked most of the sins you commit, it is this guy that did it, the flesh. The tripartite nature of human being. You are a spirit, you have a soul. The soul and the spirit lives in the body. Now, let me get three people and show you something. Give me three people, let me show you something. Three. This is your spirit. Everybody say spirit. spirit. This is your soul. This is what? Your body. There is a scripture in Galatians, The Bible said that. Walk in the spirit. That you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lasted against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. The Bible said they are contrary. It is like the system of electrical wire system. You see when you go to your house. Eh, the plug. When you charge your food. There is a big hole at the top. Eh? And a small small hole. The small small one is life. Eh? And one is earth. The top one is called neutral wire. Now, in electrical system, the neutral wire, you can touch it with the earth, nothing will happen. You can touch it with the life, nothing will happen. But when you touch the life and the earth, bam! You see fire. Now, watch this. It's the same principle. This guy, ah, huh, The soul is neutral. When this one gains us, if you stop fighting and your friend dominates your spirit, it will join this one. Mm. So, whichever one dominates another one, it will work with it. So, Galatians say, walk in the spirit. This one. That you will not fulfill the gratification of this one. The, 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 the desires of this one. Now, the moment you let your mind touch this one, they will come together and two of them will fight this. So, the fornication you committed there, spirit, soul, body. This is the one that did it. Huh? Now, if you are not forgiving yourself, then this, this one that is not forgiving this. Now watch this. The problem also is that it is this one that is carrying this and this. This particular one eh, they need each other. This one is so weak that it cannot function without this. So anytime we hear somebody is dead this one has to walk out of this. So you hear that they say it means that the red person is gone. So when the spirit walk out of the body, that's why when you are sick, and you're, when you are sick, your spirit is not sick. When you see, your spirit has not seen. When you commit something, your spirit has not done it. When you become born again, it's not your body that become born again, it's your spirit. So the moment your spirit walk out of your body, the body fall down there. That is why the devil used sickness to kill. He doesn't kill you because, let me tell you this. The devil does not kill you because he doesn't want you to go to heaven. He kills you because on earth you are affecting his kingdom. No, as you are sitting here, the devil knows that he can't stop you from going to heaven. He knows that where you have gotten over with Christ, even when you see you repent. But he, you are, whilst you are here fasting and praying, you are weakening his kingdom. You go and marry in the family. She wants to enslave the family. You pray, 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 pray. Your husband has changed. His mother has changed. So you are affecting his kingdom. So the more he reduce Christian, the more he can affect people. The more he set confusion among Christians and they cannot pray, that is the more he can deal with the people he want to deal with. As long as Christians are on earth, they make the devil impotent. Hello. Are you there? So they tell me, I am sorry. When you see that you are confessing, confessing that this guy, the soul. The soul to his true. He has the mind, the will, and the intellect. So this guy, no, he has three things you operate. The will, the mind, and the intellect. Now watch this. When you go and join this one, then they make this one feel bad. Now that you are fasting, this and this don't like the fasting. Because anytime you start fasting, this one begins to grow. When you eat, this one grows. So, when somebody takes you to a hotel and starts squeezing you, this one doesn't like what you are doing. But this one likes it. So, as for this one, you must control it. And you control because there is no antidote for this. Hello? This one, which works with the mind, the salvation of the mind huh? is renewing, steady knowledge. So, the way this one becomes born again by Christ, the salvation of the mind, Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, the more biblical knowledge you have, the more this one is saved. This one, to stop it from doing what you want to do, you bring it under subjection. You pull one of the virtues of the, of the, of the nine gifts of the Spirit. Eh? Today I was studying about there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Eh? And then. The fruit of the spirit are nine. I am not coming out to a nine characteristic of faith. Nine, nine, nine. If you get that message, your faith will start working. Nine. Now, watch this. So, as for this one, it's the one that tells you that, oh, the girl is nice. So, it's this one. So, most times the thing this one likes, this one doesn't like it. Like you are fasting. If you see anybody fasting about twelve o'clock, breaking fasting, you no, know? it's this one. One question: more, How many of you have fasted? You break the fasting premature. The moment to break, you regret it. Oh, say, say fasting, eh? just as break, to break. It. You realize are even the food you couldn't eat. You know what makes you break? This guy. I come to you. I come to you. I come to you. I come to you. Break it. Break it. Break it. We no so na buy African in the food. Abi kramu ya to house. This one. So when you see that you have not forgiven yourself, you keep confessing the mistake. We na wana pulipe. Then this one respa and na de na koyen. Lord, you know, you know I love you. I made a mistake. Lord, forgive me. You say you are not forgiving yourself. Lord, so if you are here, you have confessed your sin more than one time. The problem you are dealing with, you forgiving yourself. And if you keep hammering on it, one day if you don't take it, you commit suicide. God bless you. Give the Lord a clap of it. <clears throat> so the mistake you make hate the mistake enough to repent and turn from it. Every mistake you have made, you must hate the mistake you make enough to repent and turn from it. If you don't hate the mistake, you will repeat it. You must hate what you did. The mistake you make, listen to the next point, hate the mistake enough to turn away from it. What is the key word there? Hate it. So the day you follow the man and you climb the elevator and you get to fourth floor. You enter the room. You remove your bra. No, it doesn't start with bra. It starts with the top. And can you imagine a chorister sitting there with no bra? Please have clothes. And when you finish the thing, do you remember when you finish, you couldn't talk? You were quiet. Look at the way they are quiet on me. Remember when we were quiet sitting in a car? At that time, it's a mental torture. But daddy, how do you know all these things? When they come to tell me, I question them. When people come and tell me their problems, I want to know the details. So what was the mood? What happened that I couldn't talk? I was, so, I was so hurt. I was even crying. Now, that mistake you made, you must hate it enough to vow that you don't repeat it. Good one day. Amen. Huh? Hate the mistake enough to repent and turn away from it. Acts chapter 26 verse 20. The book of Acts Anybody there? And this is where the danger is. There are a lot of people in the church who have made a mistake. They are not hitting the mistake. You see, when you go and find kid, and you finish, and you take your back, that's, that's that feeling that you regret. It is the Holy Spirit in you. Because there's a spirit upon you and a spirit within you. The one within you is the one that is saying, this thing you did is no good. Eh? so remember when you came you put your bag down and oh god this, this. how many of you cried <laughs> you cried yeah. that, that hand will lifted like this <laughs> you don't bring it up don't worry all the people that lift their hand they have that even worse things. that is hypocrisy they are doing forget it the moment you do now let me tell you when you don't hit the mistake you do second one third one your conscience will start dying so when conscience died, now when you, the moment you finish, you take your back. Excuse me. Today the way I've enjoyed myself, then you are good. Once you come to that place, you are getting disconnected from grace. Now, if you are sitting here and you are doing something, when you finish, you don't feel bad. Grace is disconnected. You enter a prayer, it's called apostasy. When you get there, you can lose your salvation. It's dangerous. Hate the mistake enough. Hate it. So whatever you and your boyfriend is doing, at the point, you have to hate it. You must come to the and say, Hey, what is all this? No. Can't continue like this. Huh? You come and pick me in the house, go and do whatever you come and drop. No, what is this? What kind of life? And then Sunday I go to church. I cannot enjoy God. I cannot worship. I cannot do this. You and your friend could like to be stealing from your boss. Hate it. Hate it enough to repent from it. Romans chapter 26. No, I, I, I mentioned verse 20. So Acts chapter 26. What did I say? I, I, I don't think it's 16. Huh? 26, 20. I never said in 18, 18, But show first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should Repent. And turn to God and do works meet for repentance. I picked this one as one of the things Apostle Paul was warning the people. Come to the New Living Translation. Huh? Now, do not say that then. Huh? Preach first to those. That's exactly what I'm preaching. This is what a lot of people, a lot of pastors are not doing. Preach first to those in Damascus. Huh? At that time, Damascus is like Paris or London. Or Accra or Hmm? All Damascus, then Jerusalem and throughout Judea And also to the Gentiles That all must repent Of their sins and turn to God And prove And prove they have changed By the good things they do They had a responsibility To prove that they have what? Changed Wow. By the good things, what? Hate the mistake enough to repent and turn from it. Never repeat what you have done. No matter what it is. Amen. Now, the next one. Acknowledge your transgression and ask for restoration. Acknowledge it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8. Acknowledge your transgression and ask for restoration. Process. You can come out of every mistake. Acknowledge your transgression And ask for what? Restoration. David said it. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Ask and you shall be given. You. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. What will happen? The Bible said that in verse 8. He said that for everyone. Everyone that asks that's what? So everyone that don't ask will know what? Receive. Everyone that asks will see. And he that seeketh find. And to him that knocketh, they shall be what? Amen. 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 I'm almost at the tail end. I'm going to end very soon. Mm. Mm. Anytime you make a mistake, you must recognize that the only one who can make you clean is God. Not your pastor. Not your prophet recognize that your heavenly father is the only one who can make you clean again. So, David sinned. He said, this is what David said in Psalm 51. Against thou alone have I sinned against. You alone. Recognize that God is the only one who can make you clean again. And that is why you have to run back to God. Amen. Run back to what? And recognize that He's the only one who can make you what? Clean again. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. Any damaged product must be returned to the manufacturer for repairs. Any damaged product must be returned to the manufacturer for what? So if you damage your soul, who do you send the soul to for repairs? Recognize that God is the only one who can do it. Against thee. No, no, no. I say Ephesians. Okay. For by grace are ye saved through what? And that not of yourself. It is what? The gift of God. Next verse. Not of works. Lest any man should do what? Boast. Not of works. Lest any man should do what? Boast. So. Make sure that you recognize that God is the only one who can bring restoration to you. Amen. Huh. This one, let me explain before I give you the quote. You must. Pursue and permit restoration by those who love you. That means that uh, if Pastor Kwame doesn't like you, now let's say he's a pastor or a senior in the Lord, and Pastor Elijah like you. When you make a mistake, don't go to people who doesn't like you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Never. Yes, sir. Don't do it. Never try to go to somebody who is expecting you to fail. When you make mistakes, avoid them completely. Because one of your greatest enemies is life, anybody who always remembers you of your past mistake. If at the next session I'm going to show you that, if you are caught with a guy, you tell him some things you have done in the past. Anytime there's anger, you repeat that thing. You better run away. When you marry, there will be a serious problem serious problem it means that he has jealous envy and he has his me, and he can create a problem you tell him that you are not a virgin you used to have a boyfriend and you were really going out with that you were even doing once a week or sometimes twice a week then so he began to how, how many how long did you stay with him you say three years okay three years once a week so how many weeks are in the year 52 hmm. So let's say twice fifty-two times two is what? Hmm. Or <laughs> <laughs> there? I'm dealing with cases of people who tell their past. To now, let's say. If you are caught with a the guy, there are questions like, "Are you a virgin?" I am not. It should end there. You are either you are a virgin or you are not. If you come, okay. So who broke your virginity? What date? What time? How long did they last? And you too because the tree Bible said, oh, Jim, for, that you tell him everything. That's what, I'm not the one saying, oh, in the tree Bible. All those things you are asking, they will use it against you. Yeah. Now normally when they say that, they won't tell you what they have done. The guys will never tell you what they have done. There are guys who have lived a worse life than you live. But they won't tell you. It's ended there. Because whatever you have done, you have done it. Everybody has a past. If, if God will not use your past against you, nobody has a right. You have to accept me the way I am with my past. So go and leave me alone. Because listen. Listen. Whatever Rahab did, it was not... Uh, 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 any point of reference for someone, Ray is Boa's mother. Huh? The way you are sitting quiet, some of you know what I'm talking about. You meet them in church. And say like the brothers in church who meet themselves, brother OJs oh, yes. and brother super spiritual. Huh? There are guys in church who are there with other ladies today, they are looking for virgins to marry. But the one they broke their vengeance, who should we marry that person? So they ask you, don't go into details about it. Tell them you have even forgotten you are in Christ. I can't lie to you that I'm not a virgin. I am not. There are some people today, don't even ask those questions. not important to them. Amen. Those are the matured ones. They fall in love with which it's you that they love. Whatever it's in you, they don't even care. They are not interested. But there are some, the super spiritual guys. How many of you have gone out with some before? Oh, they are around still. They ask questions every day. They will ask you, "How much? How, how did they kiss you?" Say yes. How long did they last? So it was just a short. How short? <laughs> you have suffered, though. <laughs> Father, reduce your suffering. Yeah. You are saying, "I'm a You are still suffering. <laughs> Amen. Am I helping you at all? Don't tell them. Hallelujah. Elisha, chapter six, verse one. Pursue and permit restoration by those who love you. Pursue and permit restoration by those who, does who love you. Not of works. No. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, if a man be overtaken with a fault, ye which are spiritual, those of you who claim you are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Look at the New Living Translation. he I love this scripture ah, huh? Dear brothers and sisters, if anybody, if any other believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly, you should gently and humbly help the person back into the right path. Don't use it against them. It's a good one. if the sister has divorced that's not right time if we told you we told you when we're going to the guy hey hey, hey. no the bible said that the person is already going through pain. don't add more pain. it is not Christianity try and restore the sister and bring her. because let me tell you something the reason why even the devil attack her in that way is because of his purpose and we must help people to fulfill their purpose and mistake cannot cancel purpose. Okay. Amen. Mm, 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 mm. How many do you have? Ten? Ten. I'll add two, then we close. Anytime you make a mistake, divorce, broken marriage, uh, lost your job, you did something you are not supposed to do. You have, how many of you have made a mistake before? I want to see it by hand again. Everybody has made a mistake. Now listen. Anytime you make a mistake and you are coming out, focus on your future instead of your failure. Focus on your future instead of your mistake. Don't make the mistake your focus. If you do that, you will fail again and again and again. I don't have time to give you the scripture but (coughs) do you remember Peter denying Jesus he said I don't know him have you gone back to read the sermon Peter preached at the day of Pentecost it was not too long this is the sermon you that deny the son of God who is talking like this that is a man who is focusing on his future Because what he did to Jesus and I is warning people things that the man has forgiven himself. Never focus on the mistake you have made. Listen, if you don't walk out of your past, you cannot get to your future. If you don't walk out of Egypt, you can't get to Canaan. Your past is an enemy to your future. Once you make a mistake, focus on your future. Instead of what? Instead of what? The failure or the mistake or your past. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Focus on it. Wow. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. I lost something apostle Paul said. That's one thing I do. Forgotting those things which are behind me, I press towards the mark of a high calling. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 to 19. Huh? Remember in not to the former what? Things neither consider the things of old so the mistake you have made, don't remember it don't focus on it, why should God tell you that, because God is saying, look at what he's going to do, behold, I will do a new thing I will do a new thing I am going to do some new things in your life the way I will do it, nobody will even remember you are the one who have done this so don't give the mistakes attention Have you made a mistake before? it. Let it go. Amen. Live your life. Live as if you have never done it. Hello. Hmm. Now the last one. After you have made a mistake, use the mistake to teach others to be restored from the same mistake. Wow. The reason God permitted the mistake you made is that you can help others too, because listen, when you come out, you can help others to come out. So the moment somebody comes to you, oh, this is what I've done, is oh, sit down. I know how it goes. Look at Jesmeer. Do you know Jesmeer? Yes. He was abused by his father. But today, God is using him to restore many in America. I mean, Jesmeer's message goes to your soul, and to pull out everything the devil is trying to plant inside you. But he has gone through a mess to have a message. Hmm. So sometimes, your mistakes that you have done, God can use that mistakes as a testimony and a message. Because you are not the first and you will not be the last. Every mistake you have made, that you have regret, people are still making it. So when you come out, you can be a contact to bring others out. Amen. So this session is over. Hmm? Psalm 51, verse 30. Let's look at what David said. Teach others the laws of restoration. Use your mistake as a counter to teach others. David said, Ah, David said everything in Psalm 51. Then he came to the place. and said that. When you do, go to go to verse 12 first. Verse 12 and come to 13. He said that restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Please, and uphold me with thy free spirit. When you do that, what must I do? And I promise God. Then I will teach transgressors your way. I am going to teach transgressors what your way. It means that if you restore me, I promise you the Lord. The mistake I made, I will use to teach others, they will not repeat it. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. It means that my mistake, I'm going to use If you restore me, and that is easy for God to do. I am going to help others to come up. Is it divorce? Is this separation? Is he a boy that disappoint you? Go by this process. Anytime Any time you make a mistake, come back and read this. What happened to people? Huh? That did not happen to you. You married with a friend. Your marriage is breaking the friends own. It does not mean something is wrong with you. It actually shows that you have a great future. Because the devil always attack, attack people that has a future. He doesn't waste he, he his ammunition or anything that doesn't have a future. So when you see the devil is on your cage, it shows where you are going. Forgive yourself. Amen. I I'll take only three questions. And then in Pentecostal Church, we know, when we pray, we start by asking for forgiveness after we thank God. Then, transiting from Pentecostal to charismatic, I heard a teaching about the fact that when you commit a sin, there's no need for you to ask God for forgiveness. That as you speak in tongues, automatically, So, anyway, automatically, I, I yes. will not catch you, but the charismatic has a lot of things that are not biblical. And then the argument was based mm-hmm. on the fact that chapter 2 says, my little children, these things i write unto you that means john was actually uh, addressing little children so when you are little or a child they use the word big so that is what i wanted clarification he was an old man she grew very old so he was according to bible history was over 90 something by the time 90 something if a child you are in church you are 30 or 40 see you as a little child that was not me a little nobody pastors little children but there there is no any any charismatic pastor that said that you shouldn't ask forgiveness It's ignorant and all kinds of spiritual pride but what you learn from pentecostal keep that one and forget this whole hula baloo charismatic because personally i realized when we started conscious of ourselves righteousness and that from being introduced to this doctrine where Excesses you the that it's not them, it's your fault. I also blame some of you because you go through, if you read the Bible for yourself, no charismatic pastor will deceive you. The charismatic pastor committing fornication, adultery here and there. And even when you preach sin, even those of us who preach righteousness, they get angry with us. But we we should we stop doing the right thing because of your foolishness? No. We are serving God. We want God to prosper us. We want God to bless us. But we also have heaven in mind. As I'm standing here, I am so ready that if the trumpet sound, I must go to heaven. Yeah. I can't live my life as if Jesus will not come back. No, the Bible says we say we have no sin. We don't deceive ourselves. And I've already explained that there are sins of omission and sins of commission. Conscious sin and unconscious sin. So the reason we ask is that we might commit sins that we don't know. For instance, where does fornication start with men? It's not the act of removing a woman's brasier. He said, it starts with the eyes. Mm? So how many women have you seen that you have lasted after them? Mm. Mm? One day I had one, one of the fathers in the land came to church and said, all men stand up. How many of you have not, how many of you can say you have never fornicated before? And all of them laid their hand. And he said, Okay. How many of you believe you have never fornicated? He said, and you read the scripture. And he said, now, how many of you have seen a woman and something came to your mind? They all sat down and put their hands down. <laughs> this is it. So then, it's not just way working. You can take your phone, once you are scrolling. pop, 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 there's a naked woman there. Huh? Whether you move it fast, you watch it. So the bible said that we must ask sins that we did even jesus taught it in a, in the lord's prayer our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come that will be done as it is give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespass as we trespass against those as we forgive those who trespass against us so some of the trespasses some things some things that came to your mind people you have offended people you have offended you, have offended you are not aware people different things so effective prayer must start with asking sin of forgiveness and ending with thanksgiving <laughs> so what well, be careful with charismatism. be careful army yes girl daddy please um uh, my question has to do with um if you are as a teenager maybe 13 14 you were mm-hmm. raped and you didn't know about these um, mm. mistakes, you couldn't even tell your parents to, mm. so um, you've grown and you still have that kind of hatred for men mm. um, you've not gone through any counseling, mm. and maybe you are the um, marriage age, how do you deal with it? Yeah, the first thing you deal with this is that, it's not just counseling, you need to go through deliverance yes, it's very important, I never knew about this and until study because that hatred is a spirit they left in you Number two, I even know some that you hate the sexual affair for the rest of your life because of the things it's good to. Because, you see, rape is against your will. It is important to have sexual affair with a woman, which is cooperation. It means that because this whole thing is a mental thing. It's not just an act. Hallelujah. And so, you must go through that process of one, not just counsel. Counsel will introduce knowledge, but it will not deal with the spirit. Because most times, Unless you are in a place that there's a lot of prayer and you are fasting and that, naturally, that spirit can leave you. But then, you need to go through a process of what I call deliverance. And then after that, you go through counseling. And then, you have to be restored. But mostly, I mean, 99% of what happened to them, they don't tell anybody. They don't tell anybody. Amen. So, how do you deal with this is that? Now that you have grown, you have come to the place to have knowledge, you must go to a place that they will take you to. Now, when we say deliverance, don't think that deliverance is always baby. then come out, then start, you start shaking your leg, no. We just have to sit you there, teach you the thing, process. Because I can sit you on a chair and teach you something and command the spirit and say that this behavior you are as beaten i am going to treat it as a spirit so by authority i'm going to command the spirit you might not shake there are deliverance you will shake there are also deliverance that you will sit down maybe cough and the spirit is left wow. amen but to answer your question it's a terrible thing that is why some countries they punish that thing very strong There are some judges, if you go and stand before them, and that is it, they can even give you life in prison. Because it's the worst thing you can do. But if it happened to you, you must be able to forgive yourself and release. Because it's not your fault. (coughs) Amen. So not counseling alone. Because the counseling will help you. But if you don't go through that process, spirituality and deliverance, it can even affect your marriage in the future. It mm-hmm. can affect your marriage. Because this whole sexual act, you will resent it. It's supposed, it's made for enjoyable. It's made for you to enjoy. But you will enjoy it. And every time, I know some, that when the husband try, they start getting afraid. Until we took them the true deliverance and the tail left. Last question hello daddy thank you very much daddy please I want to have a clear understanding on um, how I would have to forgive myself I don't understand that's a good question how do you forgive yourself (laughs) what an interesting question how does that God how does God forgive you Let's go to 1st John chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. Again, let's read it again. You can forgive yourself by the way God forgives you. Hmm? Verse 8 said that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But just in case we come to acknowledgement that we have made a mistake. Verse 9 says if we confess our sins to who? Huh? Who do we confess our sins to? When we confess, what will God do? He is number one, what? And what? The word justice. Justice. To forgive you of what? Our sins. So, and to do what? He is faithful to forgive you our sin. The word cleanse means I'll not remember. Look at this. Hmm? There was a towel on this book. Can you see it? Yes. Huh? It's a towel on this book. No. So when you go and come and somebody say, Oh, there was a towel here. Huh? You didn't see it. So let me tell you the difference. There are things we remember on people's life, God do not remember. Because when God says he has cleaned something He has cleaned it The reason it is clean is uh, It will not be there for the memory to remember it So the way to forgive yourself uh, Is to make sure that You don't remember it Or even if, if you remember it It has no effect on your life Amen, Amen. Are you getting the picture? Yes. So if God forgives you then forgive yourself Now I like the is this a very good question here. Forgiving yourself means that don't begin to think of any negative effect what you did will bring to you. Because the reason you are not forgiving yourself is that you are thinking that the way by the way, but nothing will come. I've given you the twelve points. Study the points very carefully. Now that means that, and i give you an example. The reason somebody betrayed Jesus. Somebody denied Jesus. Somebody that walked with Jesus said, I don't know him anywhere. I have never met him in my life. And he used to eat with Jesus, sleep by Jesus, walk every three years. Peter said, He has never seen Jesus. It's a serious matter. Judas Iscariot said, The one I will kiss, catch him and go and, and I will kill him. Both of them have committed a sin. Peter cried. What? That is the process of healing. And wake up. He met Jesus. And Jesus asked, him, Peter, do you love me? Say yes, feed my flock. Cancel the first denier. Do you love me? Cancel the second. Do you love me? So he assured Peter that you deny me three times. I've asked you three times do you love me? So it's cancelled. Well. Now the rest is this. The rest is this. Peter, you have to forgive yourself. That means that even though you have done it, all the disciples know, walk as if nothing has happened. Okay, okay, okay. Why don't you start, hmm. I wish I didn't do this. Then you are not forgiving yourself. Now the question is that: Is there any mistake you have made before? That today, as if you don't remember. Some of you met some boyfriends at school, but you have even become like friends. They had that you are talking. There are things you don't even remember. Ache, it's gone. Treat the same that problem the same way. It's gone. Because if you keep bringing up, what can you really do about what you have done in the past? What can you really do? If somebody fired, he has fired. (laughs) Thank God that all the people that we fired, they fired on us. Our names are not on their forehead. Can you imagine? I am preaching somebody can form a girlfriend I hey. God doesn't make those mistakes, so forget it. You have to do everything to forgive yourself. And forgive yourself, I like the way you put it. I put it behind me. And then there's a way you put it, how do you it? Huh? Oh, there's a way you put it. I move on. So move on. Hmm? It's very difficult to really dig into it and say what is the process. But forgiving yourself is forgiving yourself. And you learn to forgive yourself the way you forgive others. Yeah. A sister did something against you, but now he's become your friend, you have forgotten. The same way, forgive yourself. Is anybody or somebody has offended you before? Have you reconciled with the person you are fighting? Nothing has happened. Do the same thing to yourself. So go and reconcile to yourself and don't hold yourself against yourself and you'll be fine anyway god bless you god bless you you for listening i hope you enjoyed the message for further inquiries, contact Veld Prayer Center PO Box GP21421 Accra. Telephone plus two three three two seven four zero zero nine nine three three or 233 242 472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website www.portercity.com. Location Plot 16 Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.